Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John and just Matt. No Josh with us at the just moment. Just Matt. Just Matt. That's well, messed up. Jeez. <laughs> no, that's not a reflection of, of the, you know, the greatness of, of Matt. It's uh, a reflection of the, okay. the lack of Josh. Pull that. Okay. Yeah, we are missing Josh this week. but uh, I don't know if I'd say missing, but uh, he's not oh, here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding, Josh. No. So John and, uh, and Matt, we're uh, hanging out here at Power 9 Games, bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of Star Wars Legion. Well, there's nothing new, so see you next week, Outriders. Still the greatest. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, we got some cool stuff for you lined up this week, guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Rather than you know going over lots of details about the game, uh, I think today we're kind of going to focus a little bit about some of our community, and mm-hmm. we have a awesome guest lined up for you later on the show. Uh, we got Nick Freeman from the Impact X uh, blog. This dude is all over the the Star Wars Legion Facebook. He is internet groups. famous, yes. Yeah, he is, for, especially for Legionnaires. <laughs> he is, but he's uh, extremely knowledgeable. He's been cranking out these blog articles, basically a one or two a week pace for the yeah, last just month or so. Excessive amounts of detail, unit analysis, upgrades. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to check it out. But uh, Josh and John got to sit down and chat with him for probably a good thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. So he he brought up a lot of great stuff. We'll uh, we'll let that interview speak for itself later on. Um, but we also, uh, yeah, had some other opportunities to interact with our community. We'll talk about that uh, throughout the show because mm-hmm. that's one great thing about I've, I've noticed through so far through doing this podcast and playing Legion is that we have we are starting to, to see a, a pretty cool community develop. Yeah, now that it's kind of out of the gates and out in the wild for a while, the people that are like excited for legion and are going to keep playing or the you're starting to recognize names and faces and stuff uh and it's it's always great when the community starts evolving uh from a new property like this and of course with with you know you having power nine here in north las vegas we're seeing a good local community but we also see people kind of passing through the area i mean that's the great thing about vegas is it's there's always business trips coming out this way, and also, hey, it also happens to line up with a vacation I can sell to my wife or significant <laughs> right? other. It's like, hey, you want to go to Vegas for a couple of days? Oh, also, I'm going to take an afternoon and go play in a game store. So, of course, it's always going to look fishy. It's like, oh, honey, yeah, can I go to uh, can I go to Las Vegas? I swear, I'm going just to play Star Wars Leech. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, people that go to conventions and things like that uh, have that line of reasoning down pat. But yeah. Of course, if you come buy something, we can give you a receipt, and then you can prove to a skeptical wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, that you actually were here in Las Vegas there playing Star Wars Legion. And, and you can pose with, I'm sure they have a sweaty Chewbacca and a horrible-looking Darth Vader down on the strip you can pose with. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, you could just come here. I, I did shave my beard, but... It, it'll be back by the time <laughs> I hear this episode. It's probably true, within, yeah, within but, a week. Yeah, five to six inches every day, I think. Yeah, and then I think... Yeah. <laughs> I think with how hot it's been here, I'm... I'm Per, like perpetually sweaty anyway so ah 
Oh, that's too much information. Yeah. What do we got for Star Wars related news? Star Wars news, not not a whole lot. We we talked a little bit about the whole uh, rumor mill versus the uh, Star Wars stories movies and uh, versus the trilogies and things like that. Basically, it's just more confusion now. The, I don't think there's been any declarative statements that I found yet, so we're not sure. It still sounds like they're on indefinite hold for like the the Obi Wan and the. Uh, Boba Fett, whatnot movies, Ooh. yeah. But it sound. Uh, I think they were one of the things I was uh, reading was that they were saying, "Oh no, we were already putting them on hold." You know, prior to you know solo tanking in theaters. So I feel like that's kind of one of those like, I don't know. We're going to try to make this sound better than yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Just spinning it. So I don't know. Well, I hope we'll get some uh, more concrete details here going soon. But uh, other than that, uh, for those folks going out to San Diego for Comic-Con this year, apparently there's going to be a 10th anniversary Clone Wars panel with uh, Dave Filoni in attendance and other guest appearances. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah, that, I'm, I w- I'm kind of on the fence of going to Comic-Con this year. Uh, <laughs> that might actually tip me over a little bit, but uh, I don't know. The whole standing in lines all day thing just always. So for those of us like me who've never been to Comic-Con, mm. Give us a, a brief rundown of what you would expect there. Okay, so have you been to, like, Disneyland? Is that the one in California or Florida? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Okay, or an amusement park. Have you yes. stood in, li- in line for a ride for over an hour? <laughs> I was in the Air Force, yes. Yes, okay, so, <laughs> you know, quadruple that, and then you don't have a guarantee of actually getting on the ride, and also at the end of the ride is just a chair. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So, so that's Comic-Con? <laughs> that's Comic-Con. <laughs> no, the vendor hall is always a lot of fun, but uh, definitely you, you have to prepare and knowing people going there so you can maybe like, hey, you hold our place in line for this one. You get in li- line like eight hours early or the night before for like Hall H and all the big reveal stuff. And then I'll do a different one. But, the, yeah, the last time I went was, like, the first year Game of Thrones was uh, really big on HBO. Okay. And I had always been a fan of the books. I'd been to George Martin panels before, and I wanted to go sit in on this. Waited in line for four hours. Didn't even come close to getting in. And this is the first year? This is the first year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so I can't imagine it would be like this year with, yeah. you know, the, the last season coming out and everything. Yeah. No, I, I've pretty much given up on that. So, hey, maybe the, the Clone Wars 10th anniversary panel won't, won't be huge. Uh, I'm sure it will be, though. But uh, I'm sure anything Star Wars related yeah, to Comic-Con yeah. is still probably going to attract a lot of attention. I hope I could slip in there, but uh, otherwise, you know, there's always the the cool, you know, costumes and the shopping and all that kind of stuff. It's it's there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that goes on there too. Do we know of any Star Wars actors or actresses that are confirmed being there? Oh, I, I probably. I mean, I, I imagine that. Uh, yeah, most of the guys probably not Harrison Ford, but a lot of the other people come out to do like the autograph signing and the pictures and all that kind of stuff. If you got to meet one sci-fi slash fantasy slash Comic-Con celebrity, who would it be? Oh, man. You're asking the tough questions uh, now. That's, you know, that's what we're here I for. Know, I think I'd like to meet George Takai. Okay. Yeah. Seems like a really cool dude. But uh, oh, that my. Or, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, uh, Miss Captain Picard. Uh, okay. You know, Patrick Stewart? Yeah. yeah think, no, Gurney Halleck. No. <laughs> I think if you, if you could promise... He seems like such a genuinely nice man that I think oh, it would yeah. be really cool to meet him. I think if you could promise that I could hang out... Like, if I could spend a day hanging out with Ian McClellan and oh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Oh, man. Just just be a fly the, on the, the wall for their just, antics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be so, do you know Ian McClellan does his own pub trivia no in kidding. England? Yeah. No way. He has a pub in England, and I don't remember what's... I think it's in London, but... 
he has his own pub trivia, and every once in a while he'll he'll show up and he'll actually run the pub trivia. Wow, that's so, like one of my buddies was there and actually has like pictures with him. They seem very down to earth yeah. and very nice people. But uh, yeah, I'd be happy to hang out with any of those. Like, folks, they'd be very high on my list. Yeah, and of course Mark Hamill too. Oh yeah, definitely Harrison Ford. Harrison, I, mean, I, Harrison I love Ford. you, but I don't think I'd want to like go get a beer with you, man. No, you <laughs> he know, just seems grumpy. Really? Yeah. I'm, I mean, so. I, I, here we go further on the tangent for Comic-Con. I was actually there uh, in 2011 or 12. It was when the Cowboys versus Aliens was being promoted out there. Oh, I'd be grumpy too if that just came out. So it hadn't come out yet, but we were seeing previews, and they actually let Harrison Ford out on stage in handcuffs because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he swore that he would never come to Comic-Con before that. So they had to literally <laughs> chain him and drag him out is what they were trying to say. It was really fun. G- good on him for that, but... I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess good on him for it being a good enough yeah. sport to do that. And then, like, having him come out in handcuffs is, is funny. But. I'm sure they probably wrote it into his contract, like, first thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was John Favreau that did that film, right? It was just after Iron Man, if as I recall. Was it? Yeah. That is not one of his better movies. No, we'll I was hopeful way. for that, but then I saw reviews, and I just never ended up seeing it. So <laughs> I, I haven't seen it either. I just, yeah. based on everything I've read yeah, on it. Yeah. Because it had James Bond in it, too. Pierce Brosnan? No. Daniel the, Craig? Yeah. Sean Connery? No. Are we going to... Oh, my God, getting hotter. Uh, Roger Moore? Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Dalton? Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like if any of the uh, the Star Wars characters, I feel like Mark Hamill probably would be pretty cool. Yeah, he'd with. be pretty cool. Just because I, I feel like he'd never let fame get to his head because yeah. I don't really know how much fame he really <laughs> I mean, he really if, you're, if you're coming back to cameo roles, like... Uh, the cock knocker. I, I think <laughs> right. uh, that you've got to probably have a pretty good, you know, sense of self and uh, where you are in the universe. Carrie is... Fisher was in that too, wasn't she? Uh, she was, yeah, she, she was, was the, the nun. nun. That's right, she, it's the hairy nun. Uh, the rules of the road. Yeah, <laughs> George Carlin. Oh man, uh, I can't wait for their next movie. I hope they're still making that. I think they are. And then Kevin Smith's always there at Comic Con. Oh so. yeah, I'm, I think I'm talking myself into going again this. Well, there year. you go. That was that was the objective. Yeah. Of this whole okay. I'm thanks, actually man. employed by it. San Diego's yeah. Comic Con <laughs> community. No, that's cool. I mean, it's it's a place. I think eventually, at some point, I probably want to check out. But you say I can probably get some passes if you. I, I know some people that know some people. But, I think it was uh, more of like a in in the future someday. I don't know. So at some point, J- July. Okay, got it. <laughs> at some point, we're standing in line for four hours and just meeting a C-list celebrity instead of going on an amusement park ride. Whatever that sounds <laughs> more enjoyable, then I'll go. <laughs> sounds. I mean, just wear your Wookiee onesie, and we'll enter you in a costume contest. It'll be great. I feel like those co- those costume contests probably have to be like the top level of co- of right. like cosplay people, right? Yeah, it's, it's never really been my thing, but I do enjoy watching the people. Uh, I mean, Adam Savage is very famous for having these Im- just super impressive costumes, and he'll walk around on the floor all day, and then, oh, by the way, this is me, guys. We'll put up pictures of Oh, him. so like you the, can't even recognize like, him? He, yeah, he'll, he did Hellboy one year. He did uh, oh, cool. the uh, Spirit from Spirit Away, I think. Or was that Princess Mononoke? I don't know. But uh, it, really cool stuff going on there. That's awesome. That's a good good place where you can go out and get creative i suppose yeah uh as far as any other news now that we've talked that one to pieces uh (laughs) they've already started announcing details for the blu-ray for solo which is uh, blu-ray 4k whatever format 
which I'm sure VHS. they're going to be pushing really yeah VHS <laughs> they're going to be pushing real hard because it didn't do so well in the box box office I think they're expecting to hopefully make it up in Blu-ray once you yeah. know word of that it is a good movie gets around but uh, Target and Best Buy I guess are getting some extra pimp editions with uh, Target getting an art book from the concept arts and then it looks like Best Buy will be getting like a Steel Series box case. Which awesome. is cool. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't hurt to get a couple extra, you know. Yeah, no goodies. no release dates or anything yet, so stay tuned. I mean, I think you'd still see it in the theater. So I mean don't, don't <laughs> probably t- months and months away. Yeah. Don't tell Disney, but I mean I was gonna buy the movie anyway, so if you yeah. want to throw a few extras in yeah, there with hey, it, yeah. cool. All right. Yeah, I mean sure I'm sure they'll charge you the extra two, three bucks. Yeah, because since Josh isn't here, we can talk about how great the movie was. Yeah. Without, without having anybody... a unanimous decision in this room. Two, all, all two members of the Legion Outrider yep. podcast, currently recording this episode, <laughs> both give two thumbs up. <laughs> it's a solo movie. Uh, so, yeah, we talked a little bit about the community that we have, you know, already seen, we're seeing within Star Wars Legion. And then, you yeah. know, with our podcast as well, we've got some some pretty awesome fans that write yeah, into us every once in a while. Are, yeah, reaching out and putting up progress of the armies they're working on and, you know, asking questions and Whatnot. But uh, yeah, actually, uh, just after we recorded last, was it Thursday? Yeah, last it was Thursday, Thursday, yeah. I yeah. uh, got to meet uh, uh, Louis Otero, uh, an, a fellow Air Force guy that uh, was out here uh, on a temporary duty assignment. And he was able to stop by the store. We played a quick 500 point game, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, really cool dude. We Yeah, he's pretty new to legion but he has a 40k background so he was definitely okay. getting those advanced tactics us. down already <laughs> so uh yeah i had a great time uh he was playing rebels so i, I busted out my uh my imperials uh, went, went back to vader hadn't played him in quite a while so vader and like a couple of uh units of stormtroopers with dlts and the first turn first round uh action i'm sure will make you cry john he he did his uh the focused bombardment from Leia. From Leia, yeah. yeah. And killed five out of the six guys. You're kidding me. Yes. Yeah, just knocked five of my stormtroopers off the board first round before what? I got to do anything. Felt so awesome at 500 points. What happened, <laughs> what happened to those dice? Uh, they, they they went south for a little while. They came back, and I, I saved like a four out of four there. And, oh, okay. Uh, so don't, don't worry. The, the universe is not ending. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was playing uh, two rotary cannon, ATRTs, Leia, and then uh, troops to fill points, basically, and uh, did a great job. It was. Uh, it came down to, at the end, it was uh, we were playing three objectives on a three by three table. Yeah. In the middle of the board, and I was basically down to Vader and like one stormtrooper sergeant. Vader was doing work. He was just killing people left and right, but it wasn't quite enough to. You know, equal out the uh, board state. It definitely outmodeled me a lot, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I think it came down to, yeah, uh, five points to four points at the end. Oh so, wow! Yeah, and he he played smart and contested because I only had like two guys to score points out of the three, so he contested where he needed to, and then doubled up everywhere else. And yeah, really, really good game. That's awesome. I'm glad that he had a chance to get a game in. And um, you know, for anybody who is Air Force, you know, it's, I know it's a small demographic within our listenership. Yeah, yeah, there's but, a Venn diagram of a very yeah. small overlap <laughs> of those circles. Not all listeners are nerds, but everyone in the Air Force is a nerd. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, if you ever if you ever do have to get you know a TDY over to, to Nellis Air Force Base, we're 
pretty conveniently located yeah, to, to Nellis. Yeah, we're about two, mi- two miles out the main gate. So Yeah, so it's an easy Uber ride if you if you don't have transportation. Or, or hell, hit me up. If uh, if I'm bored and got nothing else to do, I'll come pick you up. So <laughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, like like we said, by all means, if you're if you're in the area and you want to get a game in, just shoot us a message on Facebook. I, yeah. If I'd have known about that, I'd have stuck around for a little while. Yeah, you, you were scooting out the door to go edit the uh, episode. But now that's cool, uh, especially hopefully when we get uh, the uh, – discord chat going yeah i think we were talking about doing that here soon i think when we do episode 20 we're probably gonna end up launching that now that i've committed myself to a exact date but doing all kinds of social media outreach now yeah yeah josh is really good with uh checking that and responding to people i'll, I'll jump on there when i can i'm just so not social media but that's probably <laughs> the difference between me and you know you public affairs guys so uh, don't lump me into that yeah <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for someone to hit us up on Facebook or on MySpace. Your MySpace yeah, page has been going with that uh, sync logo for yeah. all these years. <laughs> the music. It's got like the dazzled background. Yeah. Oh, man. It's tight. <laughs> so um, we got a, our first like fan letter uh, that was sent to wow. us. And this was pretty cool. So shout out to Kevin Valier, I believe. And I could be mispronouncing that because I went overly French with it. Um but he is uh, yeah. the Valier. author or, you know, blogger for the Imperial Discipline blog. And he's actually put out some really good articles, uh, read through some of it, and some great stuff not only on, uh, you know, tactics and techniques and stuff like that within the game, but uh, he does some, some really good hobby stuff as well. Uh, he's got some tutorials on how to do a Scarif-style board and basing for the units and stuff. And they look really, really sharp. So, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. He sent us like <laughs> full art Lego Star Wars like alternate cards for well, let, let our me, commanders. Let me shout out his his stuff too before we before we you know, but, get but the right Lego to the game. full art. You must be that really fun kid at Christmas who just like or either that or I was the parent who would, you know no read your card who's the from yeah, who's the what, present from let, no let me go straight to the cool stuff <laughs> no uh, thanks very much and uh, he goes by Groggy Dog on. Uh, if you're hanging out on the Friday night stream chats when we do Legion stuff, he's always in there and uh, awesome dude. Uh, just shoot the crap with and talk Star Wars. But uh, dude, thanks yeah, what, so what much. What we get? What we get? What we yeah. get? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, yeah, he sent us uh, one for uh, Luke, Vader, Leia, and uh, Veers, and uh, three of each. So I assume that means you get one, I get two, and Josh gets <laughs> left out. So. Now we'll post some pictures of it up on the Facebook page because yeah. there there's some really cool looking cards. Uh, if you're you know a fan of Legos, like I'm sure most people who enjoy Star Wars are probably a fan of Legos because who didn't grow up with Legos? Yeah. Um, but they're yeah they're they're awesome. Us poor children, there. thank you for reminding me. I mean, even poor kids got no. Legos. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got the Duplos. <laughs> Even if you just like dried out corn kernels, you know, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, <laughs> man, use your imagination. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Also, this week I, I got got registered for February 2019 for Las Vegas Open. So they've only got one Legion event right now on a Friday, but I've got a ticket for it at least. So. Okay, is it a FFG sponsored event or how's that I don't work? I think so. I don't think it's like a, an official like qualifier or anything. Okay, but it should be a good time. So. Hey, John, go get your ticket. I should probably do that. You should probably do that. It seems how you know, LVO is right over here. I mean, yeah, it is just, like, down the street. So <laughs> Roughly. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's still 2019. I'm hoping they might add some more events if this one fills up, but we'll yeah. see. Well, I've, I've not been out to LVO yet. Actually, 
this is probably going to take away any kind of you know street cred that I had. Oh, but you don't have I've any street. Never cred. been we to don't have any, cred. any major convention of any sort. <sighs> I know. Change your life, man. It's a lot of fun. I feel yeah. I feel like it's probably time to start. So since yeah, yeah since LVO is right here, I'll probably go to that this next year. Cool. And uh, yeah, need I to think go to Adepticon and Gen Con and. I, I do want to try to make it to the one in Minneapolis. Yeah. Just because it's close to home and. Wait, the one in Minneapolis. What's this? Wait. Isn't that the worlds? Are... Oh yeah, but you got to get like invited to do that now. You, it's not just an open thing anymore for Legion. I, okay, the, the, my the, understanding, this, anyways. You know, I know it's never cool to like invite yourself to a party, but hey, oh. <clears throat> FFG, Alex Davy, <laughs> feel free to invite me. Like I'm they cool. Listen. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. If they listen, they probably blocked us on all social media. I'll bring then. hot dish. I will bring <laughs> well, hot dish. If oh, you, is if, that a northern delicacy I'm not familiar with? If you're, you know, if you're from Minneapolis, you know what hot dish is. I will bring some delicious hot dish. Oh, okay. And don't hold the fact that I'm a Packers do, fan against me. Do they have like a Tim Hortons up there or anything? That's like as far north. Not as that. I know. Not quite that far north. That's oh, a okay. little. All that's right. a little further north. Timbits are good though. I will. I will never. I, I have heard that. I'll, I'll try that eventually. <laughs> Well, you're leaving next week, so a little look into next week's episode. John's going to be freaking touring the Mediterranean, and it's going to be, be me and Josh here yep. in a no-holds-barred cage match, fight to the death. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're going we're gonna to hammer out a top ten list for Star Wars movies, Oh, and only one of us will survive. No, I wouldn't get into that with him. Oh, my God. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> literal blood. I, w- I would hide <laughs> anything with it, like any sharp <laughs> objects in this recording studio. <laughs> what are you talking about? All we've got is like blunt instruments and sharp objects. You know those, There's those... literally a battle axe on the wall right now. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that or one of those two... You know, delicately articulated uh, ATSTs behind you is probably. Oh gonna... no! Yeah. <laughs> One of those is going to end up somewhere that they don't belong. <laughs> he choked to death on his ATST. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back with Nick Freeman from the Imp- or excuse me Impact, Impact X, X blog. Yeah. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tattooing. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. What's going on, Outriders? We got Josh and John here. We're hanging out with uh, one of our favorite listeners. This is Nick Freeman. Now, for those of you guys who are regulars on the Star Wars Legion Facebook page, uh, Nick has pretty much been the statistical guru. What's going on, Nick? Hey, guys. How's it going? The website for those guys listening is uh, legionimpact.com. Yeah, so legionimpact.com. And you've been pretty regularly posting stuff on that page. I'd say like what, maybe once a week you've been posting a new blog. That's the goal, yeah, trying to do one one a week. So what's been uh, your experience going into uh, creating this blog? Are you a regular war gamer? Or are you a statistical guy? Like, what's your background? Uh, so, yeah, I've been playing war games since, like, middle school. Um, and I played War Machine really competitively for the last six or seven years. Um, and so I've transitioned games, and I kind of noticed nobody was picking up that role for Legion. Um, so since I have the experience, I decided to go for it. 
So, so what made you? I, as we kind of followed this on uh, Facebook, you, I saw you made a post like, "Hey, what should I do?" Because um, I know you kind of uh, were, were trying to choose between like battle reports and videos and blog. How did you f- settle finally on on doing a blog, and why a blog as opposed to any of those other mediums? Okay, so um, the goal is to do like a, a video battle report and a blog. Um, doing the video once a month on the blog weekly. Um, and the problem I had with doing like a podcast or something is just my time is so limited and so weird um, because of my day job. Um, so it's something that I can do in off hours on my own. Um, and, and that kind of really made that easy for me. I, reading through it, I mean, you, you really go in-depth into a lot of the, you know, the specifics of a lot of units and things like that and, and really cover a lot of detail. Um, what like Was there a lot of like statistical basis when you were playing in, in uh, War Machine that you saw affected the game? Uh, yeah, War Machine I think is a much more um, precise and math-based game, and so um, there is a lot of more analysis that goes into like list building and um, what counters what. Uh, Legion has that as well, but I think it's kind of um, to a lesser extent. Do you think there's like more um, variables within Legion? Like with the, you know with cover and terrain and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't call them variables. I'd call them um, forgiveness. Uh, <laughs> okay. To, uh, yeah, like the um, yeah, you can be a little bit sloppier and, and and have that there to save you. Nice. Okay. How so? Why well, explain that a little bit? Uh, sure. So I mean, um, you have these uh, mitigating factors like dodge and cover that are adding known amounts, whereas. Uh, in War Machine, a lot of it's um, variable. So, so you're rolling two dice for everything. So it's uh, less of a chance to. It, so the cover and stuff is, is it's a known quantity. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So with um, with Star Wars Legion, because we don't have the the obvious, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and you know, it's not just the D six. You're you know, you've got D eights involved and things like that. Um, do you think that makes it, uh, I don't know, less tangible for, for gamers who don't look at things with a mathematical sense like you do? No, I think with Legion, it's exactly the same. If you're looking at Armada, where like some of the dice have different symbols or multiple symbols, it changes. But Legion, since it really is uh, success or not, I think it's pretty, pretty uh, accessible. So how important as a competitive wargamer do you think that uh, it is to understand the economy of a unit value? Like, I guess in sports you would call it like a win above replacement, um, you know, with the efficiency of a unit. How important is that in competitive gaming? I think it's important to know, but I don't think it's important to follow necessarily, if that makes sense. Um, like, you want to know what a unit's expected to do, but each unit has a specific role, and, you know, there's... Um, intangibles like uh, range or uh, threat extension, stuff like that. Um, so I think it's, it's important to know the value of a unit, but that doesn't mean you need to follow it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your, your methodology. I know you've got averages and, and how you come to all of those numbers. Sure. So I, I started off um, with a blog post called uh, The Average Trooper, in which I kind of just tried to figure out where the designers' heads were when they were designing the game, what, um, what their balancing point is. Uh, and so when I did that, I found that in the game, there's nothing that's perfectly average. It's kind of a, a mix between rebel troopers and stormtroopers. 
Um, and so I use that kind of imaginary unit as a, a baseline to measure things from. So do you think that by having, you know, just units not quite be exactly average, you know, having them skewed just a little bit above or below, do you think that helps to add variety between the two factions? Because only having two factions, you know, it really hard, it's hard to add a lot of variety so far. Oh, definitely. Um, and I think they've been doing a really great job of keeping a theme through each faction and kind of uh, specializing it so they don't feel similar at all, even though kind of mathematically they are. They, they play very differently. So not to not to just keep uh, dumping math questions out here. So we're gonna we're gonna throw a few other variables in here. Matt was yeah, yeah. Matt was really. Uh... I actually had another math question. Though. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's can, space can, them let me, out. One more math question. <laughs> we'll space them out. Okay, we'll space them out. So, what's your what's your love for Star Wars like? What are you a huge Star Wars fan? Or are you uh, you know just more of a war gaming fan? Um, I, I'd say I'm a big fan. I have read a lot of the EU books, but I'm not uh, not as extreme as most or some. All right, so you're probably more on my level then. <laughs> yeah. So what got you into Legion? Uh, you know, we've talked about on the show, like I'm an old X-Wing guy. Um, John is a bolt-action Warhammer guy. Uh, Matt owns a game store. Um, you you used to play War Machine. So did you give up a, a game to come to Legion? Or uh, what made Legion your jam to, to get you to the point that you want to jump in and write blogs, especially when you say you, your time's kind of limited? Uh, yeah, so I did give up War Machine to play Legion, um, and because I'm, I'm what I would call a competitive player, I can really only focus on one game at a time. Um, so right now that is Legion, um, and a lot of it was Star Wars, but also I love the way the system is designed. So there's multiple things going for it. Like what? Um, the activation tokens um, and having to plan what you can control when is a very interesting uh, system, as well as the command cards. Um, I don't think any of it's necessarily original, but the way they combine it is very unique. What's your opinion on how the meta has developed to this point where, you know, the game first came out and people were just literally throwing everything against the wall to see what was was sticking. And now it's it's kind of become clear that, you know, activations are king and everybody's trying to get as many activations out of that list as possible. Uh, what's your opinion on kind of the, the state of the meta of the game right now? Uh so I think that with the how fast they're releasing things, it's still hard to say there is a meta. Um, I think with the way that mission objectives work, activations will be the more activations you have, the more likely you are to succeed to an extent. Um, but the way that they're designing future units, um, you can definitely have higher value units that that uh, still are effective without being uh, unbalanced. It, it, um, right now, folks seem to be shooting for you know nine to ten activations um do you see anywhere with what's on the horizon in the game where that kind of throttles back a little bit and, and maybe something with six or seven becomes really competitive uh so kind of just like um the napkin math i was doing eight is kind of what i see as average um and you can hit 11 probably 13 once the uh, emplacement troopers come out um <laughs> But I think that you kind of lose value at a certain point. Um, and so when I'm building a list, I try and keep it between 8 and 10. Um, the current list I'm playing, for example, is 8. Now, the, uh, the unit that you just, or the, uh, excuse me, the list that you just posted on the Star Wars Legion page uh, recently, it was the, the list that you said you're going to take to Gen Con this year. Yeah, uh, can you tell us a little it. bit about that list? I'm going to play it at least once, but it's, uh, 
Luke and Leia with six uh, Rebel Troopers and three ATRTs. Um, and the idea is more about the objectives, because the way Legion works, you don't need to actually deal damage to win. You just need to capture scenario points. Um, and so this list kind of does that. It, it doesn't engage with the enemy, and it just has so many things going so many places. Um, now, I, I saw with those units that you're running all six of the Rebel Trooper units completely bare bones. So uh, I'm assuming that you're not expecting them to put out forth, put forth any kind of offensive firepower. Uh, probably not. Uh, with the way that terrain dodge works, I would expect them to put out suppression more than damage, and uh, that's that's acceptable. Um, being able to take away activations in this game is a huge part of it. Um, and like I said, you can win without ever killing a model. So that's uh, that's so, the goal with that list. So ha have you played much with the Imperial side of things? Yeah, that's actually what I'm focusing on right now is playing a Veers list. What are you, um, uh, what are you running for your Imperial list? So that would be, it's Veers, two Snowtroopers, two Stormtroopers, and a fully decked out ATST with uh, all four weapons in Weiss. And really? Doing pretty well, yeah. Okay, because we've had we've had a mixed bag, I think, in our local meta as far as ATST is concerned. Um, we've had a couple of people try to ro run dual ATST lists, um, and then I think some of the more you know better performing ones have had one, but they usually don't run it fully kitted out. Now, what's your what's your reasoning behind running it fully kitted out? Uh, to make it flexible, you know, if you're running just the two cannons, uh, you're pretty stuck in how it plays. Um, but if you got all four, then you can do whatever you want with it. You can move it. You can use it as a parked artillery. Um, it's just the, just the flexibility is really important. And that's kind of my play style in general, is I don't want to dedicate anything to something the opponent might not be doing. Sure. Now, how, how viable do you think Vader is right now? <clears throat> uh, I like him a lot. I think... Uh, I mean, I played him in my Kingdom Con list, uh, which it, when it ended up winning, but I think uh, the opponent has too many ways to negate him right now. Uh, for example, if you put him on Long March with uh, key positions or something, he's relatively useless for the game, um, and that's a, an awful thing. Um, but as more objectives come out, I think he'll, be, he'll come back. What do you think is the most uh, cost-efficient unit that we've seen so far in Legion? Cost-efficient? Um... I mean, there's different like ways to Like, where you get the most bang for your yeah, buck. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the best yeah, yeah. value? Yeah. It's going to be either ATRTs for the uh, survivability or fleet troopers for the damage output. Yeah, I recently just got to play with fleet troopers, and I'm, I'm with you on that. They uh, they can put out a lot of offensive firepower. Breaks my heart there's no Imperials in there. <laughs> not, not, even a, not even a mention for the DLT. So I think, I think if you ask me what the best <laughs> unit is, I would say stormtroopers, but the most... Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Because they... <laughs> <laughs> They're not great at anything, but they, they can do everything. So the, the Stormtroopers with the DLT is probably the best unit, but I don't know if they're the most uh, efficient. Okay, and just as far as they're the best, as in like they can, they're the most balanced? Like yeah. The, so the upgrade kind of like options a, that they have? They're kind of like a jack-of-all-trades. They can uh, soak up wounds, they can put out damage. Um, they don't need cover to live. Um I think that you can put them in any any situation, and they'll they'll be okay to handle their own. Now you talked before about the you know what the release schedule looked like for the game so far. Um, do you think that in order for this game to be to be viable and for the you know the game to shape into you know something that's well rounded, do you think that the the current pattern we're seeing is a uh, viable? 
as long as it keeps up, yeah. So the the rumor I had heard is they're trying to do at least a release every month. Um, and if they can keep that up, I think the, the game will stay strong. Um, but what I've noticed like in, in War Machine especially is that the leaders are kind of what uh, make add the flavor to a list. And so I think for Legion to really stay... Uh, keep up its steam. It needs to add more leaders so that there's more variety. Um, I think you can do fine with two factions, but but more leaders for sure. Sure. Now, do you think that uh, we'll start seeing more dual uh, dual commander uh, lists? Oh, I think it depends on the commanders. Like Luke and Leia is definitely good. Um, I think Leia and Han is probably going to be good, but I don't really see it happening for the Imperials that much. Um, now with Boba Fett dropping, though, do you think that's going to end up uh, changing the way that people are running? You know, the twins are running Leia and Han. I think so. I think Boba Fett's—he's an interesting piece because he doesn't actually do as much damage as I think people think he does, but he does really interesting things to the the rest of the mechanics in the game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a he's a commander hunter. I mean, that's basically yeah. he's he's on the board to go do one thing, and that's to to kill commanders. Right. Um, so I don't think he's going to change the meta as much as, as people, as, as I've seen people um, thinking he will. Now, have you been to any tournaments yet? I, I noticed that you, but one of your recent blog posts was uh, about the tournament scene. Have you done any larger tournaments with Legion yet? Uh, yeah, so I did Kingdom Con, which I think was a, it was a six tables. Uh, and then I've done seven or eight local tournaments, which have been... Uh, Anywhere from four tables to eight tables. Now, how, how did uh, how did the, the scene look like at Kingdom Con? Uh, so that was it was wave one only. Um, so it was fifty fifty rebels and imperials, which was a nice uh, nice to see. But it was the lists were pretty similar at that point. So no Leia, no Veers. Right. Okay. Yeah, I suppose you're not going to get a whole lot of variety with that list. Then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, as far as Gen Con, you said you'd be taking that uh, that Rebel list to Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? What are your What are your goals for tournaments when you show up there? Are you? Do you want to win it all every time? I mean, obviously, that's the, the best scenario. But <laughs> uh, not necessarily. I want to win at least one of the three. Um, that way, I'm qualified and I can play fun stuff the rest of the year. Um, but I mean, that's kind of my goal for the Gen Con too: is to win one tournament and then just play fun stuff and see what what other people are doing. Um. So getting back to the math, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you you'd kind of talked about what the average trooper is, um, and it's really easy, I think, with with troops because you've got a single model that has one health that rolls a certain die at, for attack, certain for defense, it surges a certain way, um, and it's really easy to come up with a with a baseline average for what a, what an average trooper is. How does that math? and that model equate over to vehicles where you have so many different variables between armor and dodge and uh, all of, you know, different, uh, you know, you're not rolling one die for an attack. You're rolling, you know, six dice for an airspeeder or, you know, possibly only three dice for an ATRT. So how does that, uh, how does that math work out for you to, to get an average vehicle? Sure. Um, so the way I've done it, and I'm sure there's plenty of ways to do it, but the way I've done it is I found with that average trooper unit what 80 points gets you, which is 10% of your list. 
Um, and it turns out that most things in the game break down nicely into an 80-point unit. Um, so at 80 points, we, we find that uh, your average damage output is 4, and your average uh, wounds are 6. And so uh, the T47, for example, is what? Two 80-point units plus a little. Um, so we okay. find that uh, it should be doing 8 damage, and it should have at least 12 health worth of survivability. Um, and I'll, I have to figure out how armor calculates into that, but it's it's pretty close on survivability um, between cover and armor, um, but we find that its damage output is a little bit low at that point range. So you're thinking that uh, ATSC would still probably be more viable for its points? Right. Gotcha. Um, what upgrades do you think are the most worthwhile to take? Uh, or, you so know, right, cost efficiency wise. Uh, so right now, I think it's probably environmental gear um, because it's it's so cheap and it adds an intangible or, or unqu- unquantifiable benefit, um, being able to move faster. Um, so I think that's probably the best upgrade at the moment. Um, no, that's assuming you're probably playing a, a meadow has a lot of terrain or people who you know are playing with a recommended twenty five percent board coverage at least. Right. Um, I think otherwise, either one of the grenades is also very strong at the moment. So with the uh, the list that you took, you brought three ATRTs, but two of them are laser cannon, and one of them is rotary. Now, what's I'm, I'm I've been a huge advocate since the game came out that I, I love rotary cannons, um, just because you know giving that that natural surge to crit. Mm-hmm. You're going to be critting 25% of the time. What is your reasoning for going with more laser cannons? Uh, uh, so I think I put it in the post, but you're right that the rotary cannon is a better weapon. Um, it does more. It's going to average about the same amount of damage. The reason I took the laser cannons in that list is that uh, to get the equivalent damage against a vehicle with the rotary cannon, you would have to aim and shoot. Uh, with the rotary cannon, I can move and shoot, which means I can kill the other person's ATRT before they can kill mine. Um, so that's the thought there. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what is your what is your favorite layout for uh, for cards? For you know, before you start the game, what what cards are you usually looking for? Uh, in which way? Like, do you like clear conditions, or do you like getting the uh, you know limited visibility? Like, what are the ones you're shooting for with your with your play style? Um. So, at this point, I think intercept the transmission is my favorite mission. So I'll take that every time I can. Um, and then the rest, it really depends on the list, but uh, hostile environment I've been having a lot of fun with. Uh, really? Okay. Even with the, the, you know, a lot of trooper units? Oh, definitely. Because uh, the trooper, the meta is very trooper heavy, um, so I'm, yeah. ex- I'm expecting everybody to have it. Um, okay. So when I take it, I've played it more times than the other person probably. And, and, at that point, I have a better idea of what to expect. So, so you're just, just prepared for it. Right. It's just better preparation. Now, when you, uh, when you go to these tournaments, you go to Kingdom Con and stuff like that, are you seeing any kind of lists that stray away from that trooper-heavy build? Are you seeing any dual ATST lists or dual speeder lists? Not in my meta. Um, so I've been, I've been following your podcast, and I've heard there's people doing double T47s, double uh, ATSTs. Um, but locally, no. It's been, it's been very trooper-heavy here. What did you think of Solo? 
<laughs> I gotta ask it. <laughs> we're gonna fight. All right, all right. No, we're not gonna fight. Uh, so I liked it. I didn't love it, um, but it was better than I expected it to be. Uh, cool. We're on the same it, page then. Yeah. <laughs> were you uh, were you disappointed at all when you found out that? Or uh, actually, I should ask: Am I breaking the news to you here that uh, that they're not going to be releasing any of the new spinoff Star Wars movies? No. So I did hear that, but I think uh, okay. I think it's better that they, you know, come back and, and find what was working. Um, I know they've had a lot of team changes there. So I work in media, so I follow this a lot. Um, oh, okay. They, they had a lot of team changes um, in upper management, and that's kind of, after Rogue One, that's kind of changed the quality of the the content coming out. Uh, so gotcha. I, think it's a, I think it's a good thing that they slow down and figure out what was working. Say six months from now, you know, down the road, uh, presuming we're going on, on the same schedule that they've been doing for releases, uh, do you think that you're going to stick with Legion, or do you foresee yourself going back to War Machine? Uh, well, I've committed to the year, so um, after Worlds, I'll reevaluate, uh, but I'm definitely going to play through Worlds at least and, and see how it goes. What's your opinion on the state of the game right now? Is 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 it good? Is it healthy? Does it need something? Uh, what's your your thoughts on on the future of the game? So at the moment, I think it's still emerging. I think it for how long it's been out, it's okay, um, and I'm excited for the future of it. But I think uh, it's still waiting on on kind of the competitive framework to happen. So we, for example, Worlds only pulls the top eight from. Adepticon, which is not great. You know, there's a lot of Australian players. There's a lot of European players. Um, so I think it needs to have a little bit more of the framework in place to say it's it's doing well. Um, but it's definitely headed in the right direction. That kind of wraps yeah, it up for us. Uh, about everything we questions had. that we have. Is yeah. there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I'm good. All right, man. Hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, Nick. We really appreciate you hanging out with us here. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you again sometime. Definitely. I've got to make it out to Vegas to, to play some games with you guys. Yes, please. That'd be awesome. Yeah, We'd anytime you do, you need yeah. to, you know you need a place to play. Power Nine, we got plenty of tables here and uh, a lot of good people to play with. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, guys. All right, take care, bro. You too. Bye. You're listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network, recorded on location at Power Nine Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games. Head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. So that'll wrap it up for this week's podcast, guys. I want to thank you very much for listening to us this week. Now, next week, as we talked about before, I'm going to be out of the country and uh, somewhere in the hills where I don't have the ability to record audio. And uh, can we send the audio files on like Donkey Train? You probably could. It'd be like Godfather (laughs) 2 or Godfather 1, where he's like retreating in the hills of Sicily. Mm. You have to like (laughs) send word. Yeah, no. And make sure and pick up all the preview copies of all the Legion stuff that's going to be coming out down there. Yeah, since since we all know already that Italy has the the first release, the Silk Road, (laughs) to all of the products FFG ever made. So, you know, I'm going to come back with the, you know, Emperor Palpatine model and oh, you know, yeah. all, all these wow. other things that haven't even been all previewed yet. All the Death yet. Troopers and uh, Cavalry and uh, At least actually support. in the future. Oh, also, thanks for the po- folks that 
pointed out, uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but uh, we were talking about the combat units and all that. Apparently, we weren't being, you know, creative there. We were just regurgitating stuff that had we'd already read in the rule book and forgotten about. Oh. So there's actually rules for them. We don't know what they do. It just says <laughs> that you can have, like, attachment units like medics and whatnot. So thanks for the guys that uh, posted that up. I think that was Darren and yeah. Cohort. I, you know, I totally knew that. That was Yes, you know, no, these are things we know. Yes, so that was why. We were testing you. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have such great listeners. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna head out for this week. Uh, next week, make sure you guys come back because Matt and Josh will be here. And, and uh, if it doesn't go up, it means that uh, tragedy happened. <laughs> oh god, much tragedy. <laughs> All right, take care, Outriders. All right, folks, that's our show for this week. Just want to remind you that the Legion Outrider podcast is brought to you by the Radio Free Tatooine Network, a podcast network that's better than some and worse than others. To see the full lineup of shows, head to RadioFreeTatooine.com. See you next week, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. Only now, at the end, do you understand? For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter, at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.